0: Hey, props keep them in check, it gets better, when surrounded by love I get tethered, but I'm striving on being a better man, I'm conquering all my demons and seeing that I am grand, the sequence of feeling speeches is leaking out in the sand, I'm closer to those who love me achieving what's in my plans. Self-love, I'm elevating within I'm moving past all my fears and celebrating the win No self-doubt, we moving towards the light You're not alone, we proving we'll beat the plight It don't exist, we shooting towards the kites and stars I take a scars and smooch them, I kiss them light It's hard, but see, we harder and stronger learning to grow I get the love I deserve, the pain letting it go It's worth the sheening for peace, so we gon' evolve No longer running from love, from others are in my heart Hello, hello fellas, and welcome to the For the Fellas Podcast. I am happy to be with you today. If you're listening to this episode live, it's been a minute since we first launched, and so I'm happy to be back. And for us to for me to put out some information to support you. So as you know, this podcast is about helping you become your best self, helping you heal trauma, helping you heal emotional wounds so that you can improve your confidence, have the relationships that you want. Let go of the stress of what it means and looks like to live in this space and live in this world. And one of the foundational things that I realized that we really need to talk about is understanding overwhelming emotions and how they can cause havoc in your life, and then also what to do about it, right? And so, right now, we live in a time where at least the platforms that I follow, that people are always talking about emotional intelligence and being available and all that stuff, but no one really breaks down what exactly that means and what it means to, to know what you're feeling, why is actually important, like practically, why is it important for you to know this? Not just because it's a good to know and not just because, you know, if you are heterosexual, even if you're not heterosexual, Uh, having women in your life who want you to feel your feelings, that not being enough of a buy-in, your emotions, no matter how strong you are or intelligent or logical you are, your emotions are always functioning. They're always working. And you can get in a trap where you think because you are intellectually thinking through something, that that means that you are not making decisions that are being impacted by your emotions, but but they are. So we're going to talk about it today because I feel like there's a lot of men who feel overwhelmed and they don't know why they feel so overwhelmed because they're doing everything that they can to find a solution for a problem, to take a break, to distract themselves, to have more success because maybe that's going to help them feel better and it's not. And so I think this may be the missing piece for some of you. So let's go ahead and jump on in. So first, let's talk about the impact of having overwhelming emotions that you can't fix or change or get rid of no matter what it is that you do. So one of the overall feelings that I feel like a lot of men are not able to express, but they deal with is this adds on to the stress of not feeling enough. But this comes from you not being able to be in touch with what are the things that make you feel judged? What are the things that make you feel alone? What are the things that make you feel like you are being told that you are insignificant or unimportant? What are the things or what are the things that people have said or done that have made you feel like you need to fight back and feel insecure that makes you feel guilty or ashamed? When you're not aware that these are the emotions that you're feeling, practically what happens is that you can try to solve the wrong problem. Because you mistakenly think that it's about the other person when what you don't realize is that because you feel insecure, that's why you always feel like you are in a threat response. You feel like you always have to be hyper vigilant around what other people can say or do about what they think about the accomplishments that you're working on, um, about what you're trying to bring to the table, about who the who the man is that you're trying to be. And sometimes the, the problem is coming from inside the house. So here's an example of not knowing what's going on with you emotionally, making you want to solve a problem, but you're solving the wrong problem. So I most often meet people who struggle with anger. Either they struggle with anger or they feel anger. You know, some people are just really comfortable with their anger, but they feel it often. And so when you're feeling angry, usually that makes you want to fight that might make you want to get revenge, that may make you want to feel more powerful over the other person, it may make you want to put them in a, in their place. And so you may do things that add up to that, right? So whether or not it's competition with a co worker at your job, or someone who has disrespected you, and you want to show them up in that way, whether or not it is getting into a physical fight or a verbal fight with them, whether or not it is, you know, humiliating them on the basketball court because they were talking a whole lot of shit, you know, you will try to do all these things to really hit at the anger. And so you're trying to solve the problem or you are solving the problem. But the thing about anger is anger is what's called a secondary emotion, meaning that sometimes what we are feeling is straight anger. But sometimes, especially if we weren't given access or permission to feel any other emotions like you're, you only got permission as a child to either feel happy, sad or angry and sometimes not even happy for, for many people. But you only got permission to be angry or neutral and really nothing else in the middle because it was too soft. It was wrong. It wasn't safe. Um, you were told weak. It was exploited. People try to use what you felt or what you thought against you. So you learned to shut that down. So now you only have access to anger. But with anger being a secondary emotion, you can try to solve that problem. But what if the emotion that you're actually feeling is sadness, right? Or the emotion that you're actually feeling is whatever someone did made you feel really alone, that it made you feel really embarrassed, or it made you feel really shameful. And it hit on that trigger of not feeling good enough. But let's, let's focus on one emotion. Let's say that the that the feeling that you're actually feeling that you were never given permission to feel or no one ever sat and listened to you for long enough to actually care or someone, no one ever took time to get to know you and what's important to you. Let's say you were feeling sadness or maybe even grief, right? So this longing, this sadness, this um, mourning, um, maybe you have lost a lot of friends. Maybe you've lost a lot of people in your life. Maybe you are have just been doing things alone for, for a period of time. And so anger is covering up this grief that you feel like this longing, this feel that you feel this ache that you feel in your heart. And so you will go through life doing things to try to solve this anger, to distract the anger, to one up people who are trying to make you look silly or feel embarrassed or feel not enough. Right? So you do all these things to try to compensate or to, fight people who are making you angry when really what you're feeling underneath is grieving. You're feeling this longing and this loneliness. So all the stuff that you do to try to get rid of that anger, it may work momentarily for a minute. But what you find is that the feelings never actually go away. The sadness, the, the low, the low feelings, the grief, the insecurity, the loneliness, that is still there. And so you try to do other things to try to distract yourself and keep yourself busy. And maybe if I have more, maybe if I accumulate more, it's going to help me feel better and help fill this ache. Like that's what's actually missing is more things, more stuff. But really what you're actually dealing with is trauma from being maybe abandoned or betrayed or rejected. And so nothing is filling that hole. And so That can cause a whole lot of internal frustration. It can actually start to add to and create depression. It can make you start to feel like things are worthless. and Or it can cause this compulsion to make you continue to try to to do, to do, to do, to achieve, to achieve, to achieve. And you never reach that moment where it actually feels enough. And, you know, we can watch some of the most successful men in the world from Jay-Z to Jim Carrey to Brad Pitt all of these men who have literally had the most beautiful women on their arms, they are, some of them are billionaires and some of them are millionaires They have had all the the fame and the prestige. They have had people who have begged, begged to work with them to just spend a day in their shoes, just to have dinner with them, uh, just to get to pick their brain for a little bit. Right. They have literally have everything that any person could ever ask for. And they have all said multiple times that none of it, none of it has helped fix what was inside of them, that all of these men, and there's more, but all these men, once they got to the mountaintop and they've achieved everything, that the trauma that they felt, the insecurities that they felt, the negative emotions that they felt, they still had to deal with it. And it wasn't until they actually started to deal with that, that they actually started to get peace and relief. And so, you trying to beat everyone and prove everyone and 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 fix things in that way because what you're feeling is anger the actions you're doing are not bad but they're not actually going to fix the problem because the problem is not the anger the problem is the sadness that's underneath the anger the problem is the feeling of injustice that These things happen to you or that things didn't happen to you that you needed as a child, as a young man, as an adult man. Right. And until you actually hit at that pain, everything else is going to be fickle um, and you're going to run yourself ragged or you are going to feel like everything is meaningless. Right. And get people and relationships that actually don't add to you which is second consequence of not dealing with your emotions is another thing that I hear is people feel like they are from men as I hear that they constantly are around people who have drama, especially in romantic relationships that they keep meeting people who are emotionally unhealthy and they don't want that to happen. And you're the common denominator. So When you think about people who have a lot of drama, these are typically the type of people who project their emotions. Nothing is ever their fault. It is your fault to make them, it is your responsibility to make them feel happy, to take care of them. Um, They don't really take responsibility for anything. They have really high mood swings and really low mood swings and you never quite know what's going on, right? Like this is the normal for them. And if you keep meeting people like that, it's most likely because there are emotions that you are not connecting to and taking care of so that they can leave your body in a healthy way so you know you may have met people who have no awareness of how they actually show up in the world they think that they are the most cool they think they're the most calm they think that they're the most confident person in the world and you can see them and be like yo, that's not even at all who you are or how you are, but they have no self-awareness, right? So sometimes we can have bad habits or ways that we present around other people and in relationships that, we honestly have no idea that that's what it looks like and what it experiences, what the experience is for other people. We are trying our best. So I think in this area, there are a lot of people who don't really deal with their emotions. They do all the distraction and deflection and they try to keep themselves busy and everything. And they think because they're really good at distracting themselves. So that means that they have they're not dealing with the consequences of what was actually underneath. And also they think that other people can't see it as well, but they can. So people who are healthy, when they meet other people who don't really know how to deal with their emotions or they're super insecure, or they say the way I'm feeling is your fault or you need to fix this for me or I'm not going to talk about this at all and uh, I am not going to to deal with it, right? Healthy people see that and they run because they're like that is drama that has that's too much for me. And I have built a life that's very abundant, fun, easy, breezy. And you not knowing how to deal with what's going on with you is too much. But if you are on the receiving end of that, and again, you're at a place where you think that everything's fine, you don't realize that that's what's happening. So that's why you can be a match for other people who also repress their emotions because chances are, even if they are doing things intentionally, they will also say that they are trying their best. They will also say that they are just trying to be honest, that they are just trying to deal with all the struggles and all the stress that they are going on. But they don't have any skills to manage that outside of projecting things on to you, causing fights, causing a whole lot of distractions in their life, doing everything they can versus learning how to get these feelings out of their body in a healthy way, right? So that it doesn't cause more chaos and distress. And some people fight when they are having a unhealthy emotions or overwhelming emotions, I should say. So that's where you can obviously see all the fires that they light in their lives. And some people will freeze or flee. So that's when they try to do all the distractions and run from themselves. But it still causes chaos in their life. Right. And so if you want to change the the caliber of the people who are around you and actually have a life that doesn't have all the drama and the fires and the chaos, you have to start to look into yourself and say, okay, what is it that I may have been dealing with or where are the times that I've had my heart broken? The times I've had my heart broken that I haven't felt listened to that are making me angry, the things that have happened to me again, and the things that haven't happened to me, and what are those emotions? So I was going to share this at the end of the episode, but I'm going to go and share it now for you. So whenever we think about emotions and primary emotions and secondary emotions, the image of an iceberg is really helpful to pay attention to. So as you already know, or that you may know, just in case you don't, an iceberg is a giant mountain of ice for my scientists and my, and my nerds out there. If that definition is wrong, please just, you know, give me some grace here and just go with me with the metaphor. So an iceberg is a giant mountain of ice and the really, one of the really cool things about an iceberg is that when you look at an iceberg from the water level up, you're actually only seeing the tip, right? That there is a giant mountain that is multiple times bigger, multiple, multiple times bigger than the small tip at the top that we see, even though that top is pretty big. And that's what it's like with anger. Anger may be the emotion that other people see either being angry or being numb and being chill, right? We either are on or we're completely off but underneath that we can have emotions that feed into that like the ones i've already listed like maybe someone has really hurt you you feel betrayed you feel sad you feel lonely uh, you feel overwhelmed you feel judged you feel insecure you feel grief you feel afraid you feel all those things right and so the way you're going to figure this out is that anger is going to be your new trigger So every time you feel angry, you're going to think like a scientist and you're going to be like, okay, I know anger is what lets me know that there's something going on. In the same way that if you have a toothache, the pain that you're feeling in your tooth, that's not the problem. The pain is the bat signal that tells you that there's decay in the root, that there's something going on in your teeth or in your gums that you need to attend to. Right. So if you keep getting Orgel, gel to attend to the pain and keep popping some Advil, it might take away the pain for a little bit, but over time, not only is that infection rotting going to get worse soon, all that medicine that you're trying to pack on top and trying to, to digest to, to make the pain go away, that's going to stop working and it's going to become unbearable and you're not going to be able to function. And so that's the same way that all these emotions work. So Anger is your new bat signal that lets you know, okay, I'm angry. That means that I feel that something was about to be taken away from me. Someone is threatening something that's important to me. I feel like my sense of self has been threatened. What is the emotion that I'm actually feeling that is making me feel angry, right? What is it What's actually underneath? What is underneath the pain? And so you're going to have to assess to see, okay, am I feeling angry right now because I feel embarrassed? Uh, Am I feeling angry right now because I'm feeling dejected and I'm feeling uh, rejected and I'm feeling really alone right now? Am I feeling angry because I feel like something has been taken from me? And once you actually know what it is that's happening, that's making you feel angry or making you feel sad or making you feel numb, you know, I've used anger for the majority of this podcast, but... It is not the only main emotion that a lot of times people feel. Um, In addition to numbing out and everything, my point is that if you are starting to feel really emotionally overwhelmed, you need to go to, okay, this is the main thing I'm feeling. And this is how I've tried to solve these problems, which tells me that not that my problem is not solvable, but that maybe I've been using the wrong tools because maybe I've been looking at the wrong problem right and so what's underneath that so if i'm actually feeling alone right now me trying to let's say i'm t- i'm talking to a girl and i feel really disrespected by her and i get really angry at her and maybe i end up going off on her and or or i tell her you know you know some really mean things Because I'm angry, because I'm trying to get my power back. But actually of what I'm feeling underneath that is that I'm feeling rejected or alone. No matter how much I go off on her, it's not going to fix that dejection that I feel on the inside, right? So if anything, that anger is never going to really dissipate, which is going to make me be angry with other women in other relationships. And it's going to continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. And I'm going to think that I just need to become more angry and I just need to assert myself more and I just need to establish more dominance and I need to do all these things. But no, that's not actually what's going to make you feel better. What's going to make you feel better is to actually be honest with yourself that what I want is an intimate relationship or I want companionship or I want a friend or I want someone I can trust or I want whatever, whatever, whatever. And if that's the problem that you actually need to solve, then instead of me worrying about all this anger and all these people who have rejected me before and all this stuff that I can't really control, what I can control is I need to do the work that I, that's important for me to get the relationships that I want. Or when I have someone who's special in my life, learn the skills that's needed to keep that relationship going versus projecting and versus putting things off on other people. Cause it's again, you're you're going to continue to create the same fires that you say you're trying to get away from. And if you've been someone who's never been listened to before or when you finally start to try to be vulnerable, those people either don't care, they use it against you, they exploit it, they make fun of you for it. Hearing me say, learn how to be available or learn how to attend to the needs of your friends or your partner, most likely, you know, the people that come to mind when I say that are romantic partners. Uh, You can be like, been there, done that. And that didn't provide anything for me. If anything, it hurt me even more. And so you cannot want to, to, that cannot even be something that gives a lot of buy-in to you wanting to do this. Right. But here's the thing. The people that you have been practicing with have been these other drama filled people. They have been people who have not been emotionally healthy. They've had their own trauma that has gone in front of them that they are not working on. And so that has shown up in how they have been in relationship with you. So it's not that it's not possible that you cannot have a friend or a family member or a partner that actually cares about you as a person and hears where you're coming from and wants to love you and support you. That is absolutely possible. But if you are constantly giving your best efforts to people who are not going to cherish it, those are the results that you're going to get. And if you don't do the work to try to figure out what is an actually healthy person, then you're going to keep getting the same disappointment that you've had before. And the thing about healthy people is they're not codependent. Someone who is healthy is going to call you on your shit. Someone who is healthy is going to require you to just as much as you want them to care about your needs, that you're going to need to care about theirs as well. That if there are people in a room who have hurt feelings, and you're one of them, for you to be able to realize, okay, not only is my are my feelings hurt, but their feelings are hurt too. And me empathizing or me caring about their emotions does not mean that I'm not going to be attended to. And when you have had so much trauma with people who have, again, per- betrayed you, where they have competed with you and acted as if only one person can be right in the room. And, um, if, if you try to validate theirs and that means you're going to be completely washed out, I I get why you learning these things feels threatening and it feels silly or it feels impossible or it feels awkward or real or, or weird because you haven't had any good examples of it. But The reason why you're listening to this podcast is most likely because what you've been trying to do isn't working and you're looking for more information. You're looking for alternative thoughts or or solutions. And so this is just me planting a seed for you to consider and decide, is this something that I want to look into? Is this something that I want to do? So with that said, you have an opportunity now to do something different So I already gave you an assignment when it comes to whenever you feel the most common emotion that you feel right now, whether or not it's anger, numbness, frustration, like maybe you're someone who's always frustrated. You're always annoyed. Everybody gets on your nerves all the time. This is so effing frustrating. This is so stupid, right? Like that's something that you say all the time. What is underneath that irritation? I feel so irritated because this person has wasted my time and them wasting my time makes me feel like I'm going to lose an opportunity that's really important to me. And I'm feeling like I'm being disrespected and I'm feeling like um, they are going to end up Hurting me or getting in the way of something that's really important to me and that's happened to me before, and I hate this, you know, like follow the story all the way through to figure out what is it that's underneath. Some things that may be able to help you with that if you cannot get past just like, well, I'm angry or I'm upset or I'm sad and I don't know why, right? Of course, therapy is an option, it is a very important option, and I really suggest what I tell. My other clients to do um, for the women that I serve is that it is so important for you to find someone who listens to you and that you can trust. And even if you have a really loving mother or sister or um, friend, woman who's a friend or someone around you, often I, I, I notice that a lot of men use the women in their lives for their emotional support. And the women in your life, I'm sure, love you and are happy to support you, but they cannot help you get to these deeper places. They can't help you translate what your feelings are and figure out like, this is the connection and put it to you in a skillful way. They may be really good at hugging you and comforting you, but helping you come up with a long-term plan and solution for this is not their area of specialization, right? Um, And it's best for you to keep them as a confidant because you don't want them to get burnt out or better yet, if you go to them with a certain problem and they don't know how to solve it, right? Like you build all this trust with them because every time you talk to them, you feel better. And they either are really busy in that moment, which may strike your abandonment um, wound or feeling rejected, or they don't really know how to help you with it. Then that can totally diminish your trust in talking to people, right? You can be like, see, I went and tried to talk to people and they didn't understand. And then you don't want to talk to people at all altogether. Well, that's because the people that you're talking to are not, Trained people to help you, people who are trained to help folks solve problems. It's best for you to talk to people who are trained to literally help you solve problems. So, therapy, coaching, um, I'm also a coach as well. So, that's something that I help my clients with as well. But if you really are going to try to do this on your own at first because this is new to you and again, you're just exploring what you want to do, I really suggest you pick up a journal. So, journaling is interesting because I'm also like, I think most people, especially people who are in their head a lot where it can be very easy for me to try to think things out of my brain. And sometimes my brain works faster than what I can write or what I can say. Right. And it's easier to just try to think about things and try to figure it out. But I have noticed that anytime I've actually tried to put these things down on paper, that all the chaos that's going on in my brain, um, when you're putting it down in written form, it leaves li- it leaves. <laughs> it leaves what's going on in your head and you're able to look at it in black and white and it becomes more tangible and it makes more sense. I've lost so many, so many hours and so much time trying to analyze something and trying to figure it out. When, when I was actually able to get it down on paper, I was like, Oh, that's what this is. That's what this is about. And it really helped. And so, um, when it comes to journaling, you don't need to write this big, deep, emotional, poetic thing. It literally is your thoughts. I'm feeling really frustrated and angry right now. I'm feeling very irritated. And uh, I keep asking people to do these things for me, and they are not showing up. And I don't even know why I try. And keep going and make yourself right for at least two minutes without stopping sometimes what we'll do is we'll start to write something and we'll get like a sentence or two down and then we say I'm stumped I don't even know what to write next and then we'll stop and then time will pass and we'll close it and be like well nope that, that wasn't good for anything set a timer for two minutes and just free write for those two minutes so even if after that second sentence the thought is I don't know I don't know what to write now then write down, I don't even know what to write. And I don't even know why I'm doing this. And this isn't going to work. And this is so dumb and get all those thoughts out. And what's interesting that I've noticed is once you start to get out those mental blocks of what is stopping you from being able to go to those places, once all that's out, then all the other emotions that come after that, all the other thoughts, all the hidden fears, all the biases, all the things that have been keeping you stuck, come out with clarity, too right? So if you're someone who likes nice things, go and get it and go and treat yourself, right? (laughs) And get what's going to make you feel good, whether or not it's leather bound, whether or not it's one of those old school composition books that you can get from Walmart, you know, whatever is going to make you feel really good. Do that for yourself. um, So that you feel like you are not You still feel like you're keeping you as you go through this process of self-discovery and ultimately freedom. Okay. So that is it for today's episode. I hope that you found it helpful. We're going to be talking more about emotions and how it shows up in our relationships and in our wounds and how to let it go. But again, this is a foundational episode. So I hope again that you found some, some clarity in it and some insight. And I look forward to seeing you in our next episode.